0: Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. And uh you can find my work and join our newsletter, download lots of free goodies at MyersDetox.com. And on this show, we I bring you experts from around the world and we talk about detoxification, nutrition, biohacking, lifestyle hacks. And we're also going to be focusing more on anti-aging. This is something that I'm very passionate about. I've been doing lots of research behind the scenes and really have always been into that. It's really uh, a big focus of mine personally. And so we're going to be making a lot of changes to the podcast in the coming months and next year really focusing more on anti-aging so you can look forward to that and one of the first steps i believe in anti-aging is working on your hormones testing your hormones knowing your numbers and and doing hormone replacement if needed because as you guys know listening to the show there's lots of toxins working against your hormones Uh, you know there's a huge problem with uh, low sperm counts in men it's only getting worse every year uh, it's to the tune of like one and a half percent reduction per year in male sperm counts, and it's that's a not only a problem with our hormones, with our libido, but you know reproduction and the uh, proliferation of our population on this planet as well. It's really. Uh, it's very, very concerning. And so uh, I really encourage men and women to be looking at their testosterone levels and and not, and not for women, not just menopausal women, um, but uh, younger women as well. I mean, I wish I'd really started testing in my forties. Um, I've always tested my thyroid, but the hormones, I just kind of didn't really think about it or didn't think I needed it until maybe I, I hit menopause. And then uh, I'm three years into menopause now, I'm 51 years old. And uh, you know, uh, for me, it's, it's very important to do, to do testing and know what your numbers are to not only alleviate symptoms, but to protect your bones. Uh, you need estrogen to protect, to protect your, your bones, prevent osteoporosis for your skin health, for the beautification of your skin. And you need estrogen for collagen production. Hormone replacement is very anti-aging. So we're going to dispel a lot of myths on this show you know, what your level should be, what kind of testing you should do, what replacement looks like. Is it pills, pellets, injections, creams? Like what do you want to do? And we also talk about hormone replacement for men as well. And the telltale sign that the man needs to do testosterone replacement, how exactly hormones are anti-aging lots of stay tuned to the end. So we talk about that at the end. We also talk about uh, toxins and how they interfere in our hormones. So, just really answers all of your questions from one of the experts, one of the top experts in the field. We have Dr. Rosen Sweet, and so he is the founder of the Institute of Bioidentical Medicine and and, uh, the menopause method, and uh, so he's just really a fantastic expert in this field, so enjoy the show and i know you guys listening you're worried about toxins that are interfering in your hormones you're worried about uh you know uh toxins causing aging and toxins interfering in your quality of life and so i created a quiz that you can take at heavymetalsquiz.com only takes a couple of minutes and after you take the quiz, you get your your kind of you know relative toxin levels in your body, your body burden of toxins, and you get a free video series after you take it. So check that out. It just takes a couple of minutes at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today is Dr. David Rosenblatt, MD. And like I mentioned before, he's the founder of the Institute of Bioidentical Medicine and the Menopause Method, as well as the author of three books on the subject, including his latest happy, healthy hormones. Dr. Rosensweet graduated from the University of Michigan Medical School in 1968 and early in his career, Dr. Rosensweet trained the first nurse practitioners in the U.S. and was in charge of health promotion for the state of New Mexico. He's a nationally known lecturer and presenter at the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine and the American College for Advancement in Medicine and the Age Management Medicine Group and more. In 2019, he was called to Washington to speak in front of the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine on the safety and efficacy of bioidentical hormones. And through the menopause method and the Institute of Biomerectomy, Uh, bioidentical medicine, Dr. Rosensweet is training medical professionals to master uh, the HRT using the most advanced and modern tools. And his protocol has been used to treat more than 12,000 women. You can learn more about Dr. Rosensweet and his work at bright.live and drrosensweetmd.com. And his book is happyhealthyhormones.com slash Wendy. Hello, Dr. Rosensweet. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're so focused on hormones?
1: Well, I'm, I love being a doctor, and I began in 1968 to acquire other tools around nutrition, toxicity, exercise, and stress that related to illness and health. And then 30 years ago, by serendipity, one of my patients who was in her mid-40s was tremendously upset. And she told me she was going crazy and was a bit of a surprise to me because this woman had retired in her 40s. Think about that, what it takes to do that. And uh, I had been speaking with uh, a medical doctor who brought progesterone back into popularity, John Lee. Gave her some progesterone three weeks later. She said, oh, my God, I'm myself again. This stuff is fantastic. I mean, I've never really been in absolute control of my career. Before I knew it, I was seeing a lot of women in menopause and I was really liking the results. You know, you lose your hormones. These are the most powerful biochemicals in your body and you replenish them and you get back on the horse and continue to do your great work.
0: Yes. Yeah. I know I can attest to that because I recently got on bioidentical hormones myself and really just complete because I hit menopause about three years ago. I'm 51 And really uh, super happy, could not be happier because for many, many, many reasons. And so I think there's a lot of women out there that because of research on synthetic hormones, a lot of women have fear around doing hormone replacement therapy. Can you dispel some of those fears?
1: Yeah, that's. I love answering that question because I'm gonna tell you what the actual science is that study that got everyone terrified was falsely reported there was no increased risk in the study there was statistically significant yet though it was reported as if there was increased risk for breast cancer it had profound effects 18 million american women who were on hormone replenishing it went down to 1 or 2 million And there's been some recovery, maybe to six to eight million, something like that. It's really profound. And here's the actual science. We're all at risk for thousands of diagnoses. We're all at risk for hundreds of cancers. As a male, I have an increased relative risk for prostate cancer. There's reasons for that. Wasn't always the case. Women are at increased risk for breast cancer. Back when I was in medical school, there was no increased relative risk. There was risk, but it wasn't accentuated over other cancers. Yet given that we're all at risk, women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who go untreated. And the best data comes off of artificial hormones that I've never prescribed. The, the, quote, synthetics, the Premarin and Prempro, horse urine-derived estrogen and the synthetic progestin, which is a problematic molecule, even with that, women are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who do not receive hormonal treatment.
0: And it's amazing how that study persists in the minds of, uh, I mean, hundreds of millions of women, how they have just this like there's probably so many other studies that showed benefits and yet this one large study really, uh, really has thrown a wrench into to women's kind of choices about, you know, how to recover their health. Because for me, I'm not going back. Like I, I'm taking, uh, you know, replacement of pellets of estrogen and testosterone and then taking progesterone capsules in the evening. And it's just is really, I feel so much better, you know, when you have low estrogen, you start having brain fog and you start gaining weight and, you know, the testosterone, your libido comes back, you have more muscle tone, your skin looks better. And, uh, you know, with the progesterone, it produces a lot of GABA, you sleep better, your mood is better. I mean, there's no way I'm going back, uh, to going off of hormones. It's just, uh, it's just with all the benefits and there's, there's more than that. Uh, that I haven't enlisted. Can you talk about some of the benefits as well uh, to women? One of the the things
1: I'd like to say uh, in addition to that is that study was retracted by the original authors in 2017. Hardly anyone's heard that they retracted it. They said after 18 years of follow-ups, there is no risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke. There is no increased risk. But hardly anyone's heard of that. But it's creeping in there. It's leaking in there. The benefits, well... I think the most significant benefit from my perspective is that having, being a physician, I see people of all ages. So I see people when they were in the womb and I see people when they're in their eighties and nineties and you start learning in medical school that there's some real rough things that happen to uh, women and men in their eighties and nineties, they lose their muscle. And they wind up getting unstable and going from walkers to wheelchairs to assisted living facilities in nursing homes. And we're talking 80% of those in nursing homes have done so because of loss of hormones. You must have your hormones to maintain that muscle. And then a whole other group of women and men who are in nursing homes are there because they lost their cognition, their cognitive ability. Um, some women, that's related primarily to the loss of estrogen. So the biggest benefit is getting to walk and talk and live and stay at home. That's the biggest one. There's details of that. Yeah, the bone loss is very dangerous. Uh, most people, most women who don't have estrogen get osteoporosis and fracture a hip, and that can be the definitive last action in their life.
0: Yeah, they go down. of that. protection of the
1: arteries. That's huge. And, you know, talk about libido, intimacy, it goes on and on. Skin, the list is very long about the, because these are the most powerful biochemicals in our body. Yeah. And they have a tremendous number of effects everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about libido. Okay. Because a lot of women, and I, for me, I wish I had started checking my hormones before I hit menopause. I wish I'd started checking my hormones in maybe when I turned 40 and just kind of kept an eye on them because I always feel like my libido has been really low compared to my friends and and things like that. And based on things that they would tell me, and it's really frustrating to when you want to really participate in your relationship, but you just don't really have any desire. And it's just based on your hormones. And you know, your husband has, what is it like, but an average of 500 to 900 um, I'm not sure the the measurement milliliters or uh, I'm not sure the actual measurement of hormones, of uh, the testosterone, but they have that women have a hundred. What, what is the average? Is it like a hundred to 150 for women? So it's just, it's so much lower. But when I tested my testosterone, it was two. <laughs> it was maybe because I tested in Mexico, maybe it might've been 20 uh, in like the U S, uh, labs here in the conversions, but still it was just incredibly low. And I just feel so much better since I started doing the replacement. Cause there isn't any reason to live like that. There isn't any reason to, you know, have to go through life, life like that.
1: You mentioned, uh, testing, you know, actually it's not necessary. Mm. Um, these hormones again are so powerful that when you don't have them, you get these rather intense symptoms. 85% of women get really intense symptoms and loss of drive loss of natural aggression loss of libido is right up there amongst them so if a young woman is in her 30s or 40s and she's used to have decent libido and has a good is a good relationship and now she doesn't she's undergone a hormone test called she's getting too low yeah and <laughs> That's and the testing, test. <laughs> and testing in the perimenopause doesn't work that well anyway. Mm-hmm. It works well with 24-hour urines when you're in the menopause and you're being treated, but uh, you don't need to. You get the, the symptoms are very, very clear. We I describe them in detail in a book that your audience is welcome to download the PDF copy of for no charge, and it describes these symptoms. And if you're In your 30s and 40s, there's a list of these symptoms as your hormones start start to decline. Yeah. So your job then becomes to find someone who can write a prescription and guide you in a good hormonal process and a hormonal replenishing process. That's your job. It's to go shopping, find that provider that you feel comfortable with that really knows their stuff. It's a great thing to get exact and that's the job it's you, you're getting symptoms find that provider
0: okay great yeah i had found one in mexico and he just started me on testosterone And I was super happy with that because I mean, most women in menopause, they're going to need testosterone. You know, it's kind of a a no brainer for, for most of us. But I decided to go a step further, found a doctor in Los Angeles and, uh, wanted to do some, you know, Mexico doesn't have like the best, you know, hormones on the, on the planet here. (laughs) So I went to Los Angeles and found a doctor and did and added the estrogen and progesterone, which you don't want to do those unopposed. You don't want to do estrogen by itself, you've got to do the progesterone. So, um, I did that and I love the results as well. Uh, just, uh, really fantastic. And yeah, so my provider did, did want to do a blood test, but she also recommended the Dutch hormone test. And so you recommended the urine, 24 hour urine test. Is that what you're referring to as the Dutch test? I,
1: no, I'm not referring to the okay. Dutch
0: okay. test. Okay. Uh, right, what kind of test?
1: 24 hour urine hormone test. There's a couple of okay. labs in the United States that have been doing it for 30, 40 years. Uh, Okay, it's okay. the gold standard. Every other, te- I want to give you my best shot. The twenty-four hour urine hormone test is okay. is especially when you're treating someone.
0: Okay, great, and that's like you know, testing your hormones a few times during the day.
1: Yeah, it's testing them a couple times a day that relates to when you last put your hormones on. The best way is to collect the urine for twenty-four hours. You get, uh, you, there's a lot of re- scientific reasons why that's important.
0: Yeah, and so, and how do you determine proper dosages? So you do testing and look at symptoms, and how do you determine how much hormones a woman need?
1: Well, women vary individually, woman to woman. Like, for example, let's just take the family of hormones called estrogens. Some women, when they're young and healthy and they're regularly menstruating, they need a low amount of estrogen, and it really works for them. They get they get to get pregnant and sustain the pregnancy, whereas other women need a high amount. And uh, this can be three times the amount of this particular woman, all of them in between are healthy, normal, can sustain a pregnancy. Estrogen varies tremendously, and testosterone varies tremendously, and so does progesterone, but it's not a problem. And I describe this process in the book. You start the hormones at low levels, and you gradually increase them. And if they're working, like, for example, hot flashes are almost always due to estrogen deficiency. So if you start out with hot flashes and you gradually increase the dose, there's going to come a day where those hot flashes are going to disappear. And that helps you dial in the estrogen dosage. And same similar symptom profile for progesterone deficiency and for testosterone deficiency. And then that's not enough. There's a myth out there that you don't have to test, that symptom alleviation alone does it. No, we've done a study on that. And uh, even if a woman has full symptom alleviation, 50% are not going to be on enough estrogen to protect their vagina and their bones. And 25% are gonna be on a little bit too much and put themselves at risk for breast glandular cell proliferation. So the final determination is once a woman says, hey, I feel good. Then we do that twenty-four hour urine hormone test, and we've defined what's too much and what's too little for each one of these. And you're going to see all kinds of different patterns. You're going to some. You're going to it. it that's how it translates into the menopause. Is some women they seem to have a very low amount of need for estrogen, <laughs> and other women have a high amount of need. And then their testosterone is variable. And you have three variables there, but. As you work it out, as I describe in detail in my book, it's a nice process. It takes a couple of months. You dial yourself in and it's just like, you're, you're the testimony of this. You're telling us that, Oh God, this stuff is good.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Super happy. <laughs>
1: it's not real. It's not real subtle when someone arrives at the right dose they They go, "Oh my God, I feel like myself again." And you yeah. can go too high. you can go into overdose, but most women get symptoms, like if you take too much estrogen, you get overstimulation, you get overstimulation of breast glandular tissue, you get breast tenderness. So you back it down. You went too high, so you back it down.
0: Yeah, I had that at first in the beginning, but I think the hormones kind of, the pellets kind of wore off a little bit. But it was nice to get the breast swelling, like more blood flow mm-hmm. into the breast, more blood mm-hmm. flow into your genitals, more, you know, lubrication. Certainly that suited the testosterone, but it was really nice to, to kind of feel more juicy again, you know, mm-hmm. kind of feel like I just, uh, you know, when you hit menopause and you're kind of, I was like three years into it. I just, uh, I just didn't like how I felt. I just didn't feel like myself. And, I just didn't want to keep going down that road. Okay. And so let's talk about um, how you supplement with the hormones. So, do you recommend, um, you know, the uh, pills, injections, pellets? So, what kind of route do you prefer?
1: Well, I want to give you my best shot, what I think is the absolute best. There's a lot of different ways to take hormones. And, um, but for estrogen, and testosterone, it's absolutely best, safest, most efficacious to use. Um, apply it to your skin. It absorbs great, and you get steady, le- nice levels, and you do it daily or twice daily, actually, with estrogen.
0: It seems like you can control it better that way as well. Oh, like, you sure you know, can, yeah. You can kind of change the dosage to lower it, increase it, whatever you need.
1: Yeah, and it more it more copies how nature did it. Nature put out a certain amount every day, and here you're doing the same thing. You're replenishing a certain amount every day. Progesterone is also excellent topically, and it can also be taken safely, unlike estrogen and progesterone, in capsule form, compounded to the right dose. And then um, DHEA, we always supplement DHEA as well, In midlife, it's always wise to get a real clear assessment of your thyroid function because by midlife, many of us have overworked our thyroids. They're a little low in output. So we like getting all those hormones right up to optimal zone
0: right and what kind of dha supplementation do you recommend and you know average? Well, my
1: favorite is to combine it with the testosterone and we've invented and patented an organic oil space this is certified organic oils so that's what and we combine our testosterone and dha nice you can also take dha orally but why bother when you can combine it and so you're just dealing with three different hormones in a day
0: oh nice nice that's fantastic and what is your the name of your book
1: Happy Healthy Hormones.
0: Okay, good. good. And if you contact
1: and- Karina, she'll give your, your audience a link for a free PDF copy of it.
0: Okay, great. Fantastic. Well, we could just do happyhealthyhormones.com slash Wendy. So maybe you could just go there and and get a, oh, good. a download. So. so if a woman isn't in menopause um, or her symptoms are mild, should is she a candidate for hormone replacement? What should she do? Yeah,
1: I mean... Just think of it this way, uh, the maximum output for a woman or a man of these gonadal hormones is the age 20. And then it's a decline from that point on. And by the time you're in your 40s, you're not cruising on the same amount of biochemicals you had when you were 20. And it's about that time of life where you start feeling that. And uh, so anywhere along the line that you get the sense that something's not quite right. I mean, and there's a list of symptoms that you can have to define not quite right. That's a good time. Uh, It's never too late, but you know, the earlier the better. Uh, So whenever you get moved to do so, then there's 20% of the women who feel normal and they're looking around and going, what's the big deal around menopause? I had an easy menopause. And they're the ones I'm most concerned about. They're the ones still losing the bone. They will lose their vagina. They're going to lose muscle. And uh, so they don't necessarily have the inspiration that a woman who's having symptoms has the inspiration to, hey, I don't figure out what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, that's help?
0: a really good point. That's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. Um, because I didn't really have a bad menopause either. I didn't really, I had a little bit of hot flashes. It just, it really wasn't a big deal. Because my health is generally really good, but I definitely am in touch with my body, and it was, you know, I want more libido, I want more muscle tone, and I work out. I'm like, what is going on here? I just can't build muscle, no matter how hard I work out. I just got tired of it, you know. So my my stuff is pretty mild. Um, but let's talk about uh, men and hormone replacement for men. Um, can you discuss that a little bit? Because I think there's there's a lot of things, a lot of chemicals in our environment uh, and, and things like that working against testosterone. And I think there's a lot of femina- uh, feminization of men. And because of so many chemicals and heavy metals and, and glyphosate and pesticides in our environment, um, can you talk a little bit about um, men's hormonal health and what they should be looking at or testosterone replacement?
1: Yeah. I just gagged. When I thought about it what's happened to men and women, it happens to both, but it, um, well, I, in the 1980s, I believe it was, I, I, um, there was a researcher who wanted to investigate the alligators in Florida because they were having, uh, reproductive problems. And he, uh, uncovered that the male sperm count in alligators had dropped tremendously And the human male sperm count over the course of my lifetime, it was about five times higher when I was in medical school than it is right now. What they define as normal. There's been a drop in the male sperm count. And Viagra taught us that when it came on the market, this is an erectile dysfunction medicine. When it became super explosively popular... That a lot of men were having erectile dysfunction.
0: Yeah, Houston, and- we have a problem. That was like the telltale sign that blockbuster drug. My girlfriend became a millionaire off that stock.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Good for her. And it's a great it's a great medicine, medicine for other reasons as well. Well, men men are undergoing the same decline now we're men were mostly in the closet not talking about it until viagra came out and then we realized that there was a lot of men who were really having uh, some challenges there so replenishing men is part of what we do for example i mean it's, it's just as important i'm on testosterone daily here's mine yeah um the feminization that's a whole subject unto itself and a, and a rather touchy one but um I think it is an issue, because what do these herbicides and pesticides do? Well, for one thing, these chemicals are strong enough to kill insects and weeds. Think about how much power, chemical power, it takes to kill an insect or kill a weed. These are tremendously intense uh, and detrimental chemicals, and they have changed the nature of hormones, because of all the things in the world that they could affect, inside the human body, one of those things is they bind to hormone receptors. In fact, there's a name, scientific name, a medical name for when they bind to estrogen receptors. They're called xeno, X-E-N-O estrogens. This is a toxin, and the list of chemicals is long. You name some of the most egregious ones and the most universally distributed ones. These things are You know, I I feel very uncomfortable about the subject because I know a lot about it and I know how they came about and I know how they continue to be promoted and I know the people who have fought against them to try and really save the health. I mean, we're getting poisoned and it's slow and it's coming in there. And so it's not like you drink a glass of arsenic and you croak. But but you drink a little bit and you take in a little bit and it affects you.
0: Yeah, the hormones are the canary in the coal mine. That's why so many people are having early, early puberty and hormone imbalance and thyroid issues and stress hormone issues. And in addition to the sex hormone issues and horrible menopause, and there's uh, such a huge issue with this, which I'm talking more and more about this. And, uh, we, we have to, you know, like your, the point that you made it to kill a roach, that's really difficult to do. (laughs) You know, it's good. And these plasticizers and the pesticides and the glyphosate, they're all around us every single day. And, um, and I'm, I'm really worried about, about men. I'm very, very worried about the amount of estrogenic chemicals in their body, uh, the thing, the, the low sperm counts. Like I just spoke about this on my new docuseries called heavy. So in the, the 1940s, our sperm counts was 119. And in the, I think it was like the 1990s, it was at 66 million sperm counts. And now it's, it's projected in 2050 to go to 20 million, I mean, that is, that is frightening. I mean, this is a problem, not only for us, you know, worried about our hormones, but it's a problem for the human race, for our procreation, our existence. So we, young men, I think really should be paying attention to their testosterone levels and supplementing, because it's not only important for their health, but to maintain a relationship, maintain attraction, maintain desire in a relationship. And I think a lot of them, they just kind of don't know that they don't, they just think that's their, their libido yeah. is their libido, or yeah. they don't know that they, how feminized that they they are, or what low t- testosterone levels that they have.
1: It's a big subject. Will we roll back the so many egregious actions that are taking place on so many levels, including medical?
0: Yeah. And so, uh, and what's, what would be your suggestion for men? Like what age should they start getting tested? Like what testosterone levels do you kind of like to see uh, for men?
1: Well, for one thing, because again, these hormones are so powerful and testosterone is so powerful. This does not come up on you silently. Like the first things that commonly happens to men is it's healthy for a young man to wake up with an erection in the morning. And when that stops happening, You're on your way. You've lost significant amount of testosterone there, and young men can identify that. And then the the dysfunction, the erectile dysfunction, is the other big signal, and it really catches men's attention.
0: Yeah, that's what sends all my male clients. Typically, that's what sends them to the doctor. (laughs) But whatever works, whatever gets them to start worrying about their health, you know, great.
1: That's right. And, you know, there's other changes, but the other changes creep up slowly in women and men from lack of testosterone. You lose your natural drive, your natural interest to go to the gym. Gee, I used to love to go to the gym. Now I have to, I can hardly get myself there. Women lose their natural motivation to do a lot of things sometimes, and it creeps in there silently. But the erection thing is visible, feelable, and so... When you start getting, when you lose that morning erection, that'd be a good time to check in to your health habits. Because sometimes you can recover that just by addressing some of the things that have contributed to that loss at an early age. It should not be losing this at 30 or 40 or 50. So what do you do? You get on a health recovery program. And I know one of your favorite things to approach this is detoxification. Yeah. You've got these toxins and these roach killers in there, and they are affecting your hormones. And it's really important to take steps to lessen your future exposure. And you can, you can do a lot of cleanup. And then also address the exposure that you've already had that's bound to your receptor sites and strongly. And so, but you can get, you can release these toxins through a variety of measures that I think you school people in all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So if you're young and you're just getting hints as a man, you might be able to turn this around and that would be very rewarding to you. And But there comes a point where it's it's hard to turn it around and you need the additional stimulation of the testicles themselves or testosterone itself. And you'll know, if you're not getting it back, yeah uh, yeah you have your barometer
0: yeah. <laughs> every yeah, morning <laughs> exactly you sure do yes
1: and and so again, for men, you want to get someone who's really skilled at this, really knows what they're doing because there's testosterone levels and but the range is very similar to women. It's like wide range some men need twelve hundred to function well, other men can function well at four hundred. That's quite a difference there, but it's not only the testosterone, it's the free testosterone. It's what testosterone becomes. That if you get too much testosterone treatment, it can become estrogen. So there's a lot of moving parts and we assess all the moving parts. So we learn a lot from the testing we do, but we're inspired to do the testing because someone has walked into that office and is having some issues. And, uh, yeah. You want someone who knows what they're doing there because you want to get it in the optimal spot. If you do too much testosterone, you may feel better for a while and you're going to get breast development and you're going to get feminization. You're going to get emotional stuff. So you got to you, you want someone who knows how to assess your testosterone, your free testosterone, your estradiol, your estrone, your sex hormone binding globulin, your DHT, there's a list of things that really matter.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. And I know when I started taking testosterone, I got a little bit of acne in my chest and a little bit of hair loss, but it was very minor and it went away after about a week. And so I think it just, uh I just, I don't have that anymore. And I didn't have that with my second round of testosterone pellets either. So I'm kind of in that, that sweet spot, I assume. So can you tell us about some of the things that interfere in testosterone? So I, what kind of health habits? I know drinking beer is very estrogenic. That could interfere in your testosterone. Or there's some other like simple tips you can give people to not interfere in their testosterone, maybe to increase their testosterone naturally.
1: Well, healthy living, uh, and what does that require? It requires really learning about what is healthy eating, 500 years ago, you didn't have to worry about healthy eating. You were eating organic food. If you were getting enough food, you were usually getting the the good nutrients with it. Now you have to really, many people have to go out of their way to eat properly. And the effect of not eating properly is going to throw you off in a lot of different ways, including hormonally. So when you're gaining 10, 20, 30 extra pounds The biology of that is really challenging to your hormonal system among other systems. So what does it come down to? You take some time and you learn what good eating is and you do it. You learn what shopping and cooking is and you do it. And you know what? It's, you can begin as simple as you just buy organic food and you eat what you're eating and you eliminate cans and bottles and uh, processed foods. that's a piece of work for some people but that's going to get you right in the ballpark of really good nutrition yeah and then this day and age it's wise to do some nutritional supplementation what am i doing i'm trying to rectify a real skew away from health and your body will recover that's why i mentioned earlier you have a man in the 40s he's not waking with that morning erection Sometimes if you'll just try and get healthier and you do the exercise, you pick up yourself by your bootstraps and you do some really healthy, hopefully enjoyable exercise and you get into a routine there, you're going to get stronger and you're going to get healthier and you need to do that. Human beings, we we used to have a tremendously active physical life and it, it accounted for a lot of health for a lot of people. Well, it's just as necessary now.
0: Isn't it true when men or women go to the gym that just that alone will increase our testosterone levels? It'll boost it a little bit.
1: Well, it's gonna get them. It's it's one of the most powerful things you can do for your health. What are you doing? You're getting your heart moving and you're getting your muscles moving. And you get greater circulation and you get muscle strengthening and you get feeling better and feeling better about yourself. And these are that's big medicine right there.
0: Yeah. So eat organic, go to the gym. Do some detox and skip the beer as it's estrogenic. <laughs> a lot of wine also has a lot of pesticides in it as well. You know, yeah. organic wine. You can do organic beer, but I think the hops themselves are estrogenic, and therein lies the the problem. So
1: there's so another oil. elephant in the room. If you want to improve your health, the hormones are most thrown off by the biology that occurs for fight or flight. So yes. when our ancestors were running from a saber-toothed tiger, they triggered the most powerful biochemicals in the world that we have to come out and do their thing so we could run or fight. And everything is... So the stress of life, there's nothing wrong with the stress of life at all, but there's very few individuals except those who really cared about this that have reached out and done the committed, courageous work of healing their own emotions in their mind, in their life, so that they do real well in supplying happiness and love and fun, wonderful relationships. What does it take to do that? And then also that when the stress comes, to have a functional response to it and not call forward a a tsunami of your biochemicals to fight or flee because you had some cash flow issues but you you hadn't dealt with your emotions, so they took that channel to go wild and trigger the biology of fight or flight. This, this throws people off. I think these days, we've mentioned nutrition, exercise and stuff, but this is the elephant in the room.
0: Yeah, and I think really... People. I really think that doing emotional trauma work is one of the you know biggest hidden underlying root causes of stress chemicals, just a constant state of stress or having a, a high stress set point where you just have very low tolerance for stress. That's one of the, the biggest underlying root causes of causes stress in your work, your relationships, etc. Um, so let's talk about hormones and anti-aging. So uh talk about how hormones can help us to to look better, to, for anti-aging, for our skin health. You know, I know estrogen is an essential component for collagen production. Can you talk about some things related to anti-aging?
1: Well, let's take the skin. What is the difference between a 15-year-old when she's gotten past the acne stage and a, a 78-year-old? The skin is very different in a woman who hasn't replenished hormones because estrogen is so important for the health of the skin. It's nature's beauty secret. The the French knew this a long time ago. They were slipping estrogen into their expensive skin creams and not reporting it. So, you know, healthy hormones and skin. Anti-aging though, you know, I like to look at it as get healthy and stay as healthy as you possibly can. That's what is going to ward off and reverse these these things that we customarily associate with aging but they're not aging at all they're really the the biological result of unhealthy habits that just erode away molecule by molecule so instead of thinking of anti-aging i think can you get really healthy as you possibly can and it's it's not rocket surgery i mean you take you You do exactly what we've been talking about. you become really good at nutrition, give yourself a three year plan to do it. You get really good at detoxification, integrated into your life, you get really super good at exercise, and you really take on the committed effort it takes yeah and the courage it takes to do the great work to do the emotional work to really heal the shame, the fear. The anger, the these emotions that are getting repressed and expressed in world wars, uh, they they, and they get expressed in divorces. This very day, I spoke to a, a patient of mine who was involved in a divorce, and what's her life like? You want to you want to do anti aging, learn how to be successful in relationships learn how to become a better person i know it's a, it's a pretty crude way to put it but you need to be men and women <laughs> you need to be kinder more responsible i don't want to feel like I'm standing on a pulpit here, but you asked the question.
0: Are you lecturing us? No, joking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it is so true. Like you choose a wrong partner in your relationship. That's just the biggest stressor that you could possibly imagine. If you you choose a wrong partner, that's not a good fit or that's just constant, a constant stressor or whatnot. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, going back to the skin also, I can report for myself. I always felt like I had really good skin, and then about three years into menopause, my skin got really creepy, even on like my arms and different parts of my body. I was like, "What is going on here?" Like, no, 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 we're not doing this. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's like let's figure this out. And so that's was maybe for me that one of the impetus, my libido and my skin, the appearance, was what kind of pushed me to to kind of to do it. And uh, I've been on hormone replacement since uh, June. Uh, So it's been about what, you know, four months. So I haven't been on it that long, but I definitely feel like I have some skin improvements. It's definitely going to take some time. Um, and, And my doctor said, you know, don't get your hopes up. You may not have like a ton of a ton of improvements, but I, like I said, again, I wish I had started earlier. I wish I had, because you, prevention is worth, you know, a pound of cure. I, I wish I had done a, started doing the hormone replacement a little bit earlier to kind of prevent the deterioration of skin and collagen, et cetera. Well, Dr. RosenSweet, thank you so much for joining us on the Myers Detox podcast. So again, tell us where we can learn more about you, work with you and read your book, try your hormones, et cetera.
1: Bright dot live, B R I T E dot live, or download a free PDF copy of my book on Wendy's, and on, on however you deliver that.
0: Okay, right. So bright dot bright dot live.
1: Yeah, B R I T E dot okay. live.
0: Okay. Fantastic. And, and you can also download a free copy of your book at happyhealthyhormones.com slash Wendy. And uh, again, everyone, thanks so much for joining us for the Myers Detox podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers and bringing you experts from around the world to dramatically improve your health through the power of detoxification. Lots of tips on anti-aging, nutrition, et cetera. So thanks for tuning in every week.